Tonight the Father has drawn you here. And before the foundations of the earth, he prepared something for your heart. Most of you know that out of great love, the Father designed a biblical calendar. And at Passover, we celebrated the Son. At Pentecost of Shavuot, we celebrated the Holy Spirit. This is the month of Av. This is the month of the Father. And when the Father wanted to express himself, he chose of all the languages on the earth, Hebrew. And the first letter in Father is the Aleph. And it was the picture of this strong ox that could pull heavy loads. He was tame, he was domesticated, but he pulled heavy loads and he was powerful. And the second letter is bet, which was for an inner dwelling where you dwell personally. The dwelling of you, the dwelling of a house. And the first revelation that he wanted to give with his name and letters was, I am the gentle one. I am the powerful one. And I come in to you and into your house and into your family. And I come to take all your load, big and small. And when God wanted to convey his image, his prophetic image of love, he took the letters for Father and put Aleph here. He put Bet here. And in the middle, he put Hey, which is behold. And Hey represents an opening a window, opening up yourself, opening up your eyes, your ears, your heart, your arms. You're wide open. And the father said, I define love as when you're wide open to me as father. But so often, his heart has been broken because we have not seen him for who he is. It's been a great scheme and strategy of the evil one that we would get things lodged into our soul about earthly fathers or earthly spiritual leaders who perhaps had not been perfect in love because none of them could be. And so whatever we have felt toward spiritual pastors and leaders, whatever we felt toward earthly fathers gets lodged in and it makes us do this with the heavenly father. And we think we know him, but we don't. Until either we intentionally say, Father, I want to repent 
for thinking you were like somebody I met on earth because there is no similarity in the human race to the earthly father. There is no comparison. There's no example you can give. It's impossible. And that we have tried to do it as a church. We've played into the hands of the enemy over and over and bringing the Father down to human examples and human allegories. And he's not human. Never has been and never will be. He never has been like a human you've ever known. And he never will be. And even if you had the most perfect father, that father is so far below who he is. Even calling them both fathers seems strange. For he is the all-perfect one that's always loved you and always will. And loved you in a realm that you have never known. Never. None of us have touched the fullness of the Father. None of us. For we would not be who we are if we had. For if we touched the fullness of the Father, certain things would never lodge within us. Offense, gossip, anxiety, worry. And we would be so saturated with love for one another that when people just talk to you, they would feel peace. For what he carries is beyond anything that English can describe. The scriptures try but only when we come to them realizing every word in this Bible is the Father's soul put in writing and we come and say, Holy Spirit, reveal it to us, but bypass our mind, bypass our experiences, bypass my soul and speak to me, as Paul said to the church of Corinth, spirit to spirit. I don't want it to go through my mind where I filter, filter, analyze, Maybe this memory, maybe this memory did it. Speak to me spirit to spirit that I may not find anything in this earth that is similar to my Father in heaven. For then I will be drawn up into his likeness and as his son and daughter, I will indeed be healed in my soul so that in the earth I'm living like a citizen of heaven. It's his great love gift. He never held back anything from anyone. Abraham comes, believes him. The father is so moved that he pours exponential love and favor on Abraham, makes him so much a friend of God that even in the New Testament, they're still talking about Abraham. 
And they say that the father revealed the gospel to Abraham. The father revealed death and resurrection of Christ to Abraham. What kind of relationship did he have with the father? He was in such openness to the father that even in the new covenant, the Father has the Holy Spirit proclaim, even for those in the New Covenant, Abraham is their father of faith. They are not a new breed. They are of the lineage of Abraham, who let me be father. It's written that the Father said, there's, there's nobody like David. David's a man after my own heart. But David was childlike. He worshipped. What military man stands and tells his army, God told me when the wind blows in that tree, we go forward. How childlike was that? That he said, I don't wanna I don't wanna touch anything unless it's from the Father and it's in a higher realm than this earth moves in. And even when David slips and he has Bathsheba and he has her husband killed and all that, as soon as he wakes up, he repents, God forgives him, and he gets right back up in perfect oneness with the Father and never mentions it again. Because he knew a Father we don't know. We dance back with shame and guilt and repent over and over he repented once, and then he knew he was clear because he knew the Father. This Father adores you. He weeps over you. When you get all the knots inside, he's not condemning you. He's not disappointed in you. He just loves you. And he weeps when you weep, and he's just waiting, quietly, patiently waiting. Do you see me now? Do you, do you see me now? It is written in Luke twelve thirty two that it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Without the Father, you don't get the kingdom and neither do I. It's his kingdom. It's the Father's kingdom. And then he sends his son here to earth because people forgot. They forgot about Abraham and David and others. and They forgot that the Father God is not like a human. And they forgot. And he's like, oh, please go remind them who I am. And so every time Jesus is going, what I say is from the Father. What I do is the Father. Do you see the Father now? Do you see the Father now? It 
And all throughout the New Testament, you read Paul's epistles, and he always has them married together, you know. The love of the Father, the grace of the Son. Blessed be the Father who sent Jesus Christ. Blessed be the Father. Blessed be the Father. We could read scripture after scripture tonight, but this is a heart night. loves us in a realm we've not comprehended or received. Recently, anyone who knows me knows I usually have four or five books I'm reading at one time. And I do finish them all. I love it. One of them that I recently read uh, was called Finding Chica. And uh, it's the story of a beautiful couple who has an orphanage down in Haiti, and the little girl there um, had a severe brain tumor, form of cancer, and they brought her to the States and really fell in love with her and became her mama and daddy and walked that journey with her. Beautiful, beautiful believers, beautiful-hearted man and woman. And uh, Chica is an adorable, precocious little Haitian girl full of personality and there was one time when she was further along in her treatment and she was kind of in a wheelchair and needed someone to carry her. And the adoptive dad says, I'm, I'm going to work now. And she said, no, why are you going to work? Well, I have to do my job, Chica. She said, your job is to carry me. Can you say that to the Father? Every time you get a doubt, an anxiety, your job is to carry me, Father. <laughs> and the, uh, the Father, the author in the book, said he pondered it a long time. And he said, I think I see that our identity is based in what we carry and who we carry and who carries us. If you want to summarize your identity in the Father, it's can he carry you? When Moses was blessing the tribes, he looked at Benjamin and he said, you, mm. the father will carry you between his shoulders. And I'm sure most of you have done what I've done. When they're little kids and little toddlers, sometimes you'll pick them up, you'll lift them over your head, they sit on your shoulders, their legs dangle. That's the image. Can I carry you on my shoulders? As I said, this is the month of Av, the month of the Father. This is the month when he's saying intentionally, please, may I reveal who I really am to you? 
Now, if you were in sync with scripture and Jewish history, you would also know this is the month where you have the ninth of Av. It was during the month of Av that Aaron lays down his garments and he dies and goes to heaven. When in sense the first generation of priests were changing. And it was on the ninth of Av when the first temple that God asked them to build and they did. And it's on the ninth of Av that the second temple was destroyed. And it was on the ninth of Av that the world has some of its most embarrassing moments of how we've treated Jews throughout centuries. Can you imagine the heartache of the father? He wanted to give this temple to his children. The Holy Spirit hadn't come yet. The blood of Christ hadn't come yet. He couldn't really live inside of them. And so he has the temple, and miracles are happening 24-7. His presence is there available for all. And then the sages say that the Jewish believers just, and I don't mean believers in Christ, but I think Jewish believers are believers. So the Jewish believers got at odds with one another and had different beliefs and did what we do often as a church of saying, I'm right, and you're right, and this, and this, and and the sages say that's what opened the door for the temple to be destroyed, because the temple was to be a place of the presence of the Lord, where everything fell when you came into his presence. Everything bowed, and you would come into a heartfelt love and worship for him and for one another. It's interesting, the sages say that, for example, if you're Jewish and your loved one dies, a family member, the process of mourning is there's intense mourning and then it slowly lifts 30 days in a year. And But for the mourning of the temple, it's the opposite, that we have, they say, we've become so anesthetized to what touches the Father's heart and what hurts him, that we don't even think what it means that he had a temple in the earth or under new covenant, the high honor he meant for it to mean to us to be called the temple. And so they take three weeks to try to slowly, step by step, wake themselves up to mourning of all, even Today the father mourns, and even today the father is looking for, who is my temple? Who will connect me to the earth? In the prodigal son story, prodigal son runs up. And the father says, everything that is mine, it's yours.
And Jesus came to give you that river of blood so you could draw near the Father. So that you, who are not Jewish, could receive the blessing of the Lord and the inheritance of the Father. And then you could believe in the Son and be brought into the Father. And now the what's the inheritance of the Son is your inheritance. And it's all about relationship and love. And that he's the burden bearer. The Father always sees the end from the beginning. And so when we were all created, he had in mind that we would be his children and that we would be so saturated in him. Listen to how Jesus prays in John 17. Father, I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. You see, the divine plan is that we would be so childlike that we would have just utter dependence upon the child leaning on the father. Jesus called it poor in spirit and so much so that we would start looking like our father and we would have the love that our father had and Jesus who never exaggerates says what is open to us in the spiritual realm is to have such intimacy with the father that the father's love is in us and we love Jesus the exact same love that the Father has for him. What realms have we missed, beloved? There's no criticism in my voice. You're hearing hunger, an awakening. Like, who is this Father? He says, if you'll just be childlike and I'll give you the kingdom. And we can have such a close relationship. I can fill you with my love. And you can love the son the way I do. And perhaps that is one of the hidden keys to being the bride of Jesus. As a father, would he not want a bride who loves his son as much as he does? Would honor him the way he honors him? Are you with me? If you're not, can you at least sense that we're living way below? Can you at least sense that? That there's no condemnation, there's no correction. It's just, dear ones, look at the Bible anew 
and take it for what it says. There is a realm of living available to you as a child. As a child. As a child. There's a autobiography by um, Teresa of the Child Jesus, and she had uncommon, uncommon childlikeness, but out of it flowed depths of wisdom and revelation in the Word. And it matches so with what Scripture says that, in essence, the poor in spirit, the childlike, those who are needy, those who say, I don't want to do it with my mind and my analysis and my skills and my gifts. I don't want to do it here and ask God to anoint and bless. I want to come up here. I want to say no. I surrender all. Fill me I'm utterly dependent upon you. Fill me with your wisdom, your faith, your love, Father. Secure me, root me, ground me. Be my plumb line. And heal me of all within me that might question doubt, wounds from fathers. Heal me and let me know you are not human. You are not like anyone I've ever had in my life. And Father, fill me with rest like a little child has. That Father has this. Heavenly Father, fill me with that delight of I have a heavenly father who is above all solar systems who looks at me and says, I got you if you'll let me. Pretty please, can I love you? Have you, um, have you ever tried to help a toddler get dressed when they don't want your help? <laughs> I do it myself. Anybody, right? All right, so... Okay, so we know ourselves. <laughs> That's no condemnation. You have to have a sense of humor about yourself, folks. We know ourselves. We all can be toddlers with the Father sometimes. I got this. Or we, we're in his presence. He gives one sentence. I can finish that line. And then we run like, I got this. And he just smiles and says, I love you. I love you. I'm just going to wait for you. Because I really would love to be your burden bearer and make the way for you. <laughs> there is a passage in Ezekiel that I think is quite um, profound. Ezekiel is having a vision of the end times, and he's seeing the third temple, which will be there when the Messiah comes and rules in Jerusalem. And he's having a vision of who will be among the priest when Messiah comes. 
what will they be like? And he gives a poignant description of who the priest will be. Because Peter tells us, and then the fifth chapter of Revelation tells us he purchased us to be his children, but to also be kings and priests, didn't he? So in Messiah's reign, Ezekiel says this in chapter 44, verse 15. He says, The Levitical priests, the sons of Zadok, who kept the charge of my sanctuary when the people of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near to me, they shall minister to me, and they will stand before me to offer the fat and the blood, declares the Lord God. They shall enter my sanctuary. They will approach my table to minister to me. I, I think that's... And when they enter the gates of the inner court, they shall wear linen garments. They shall have nothing of wool on them. That's profound in a minute. When they minister at the gates or within, they shall not be dressed in wool. They'll have linen turbans and linen undergarments, but they shall not bind themselves with anything that causes sweat. Do you get the symbolism? Do you sweat? things out? Do you work, 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 think, 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 anxiety, nervous? Do you work up a sweat? Do you work at it? As Paul would say, we're saved by grace, not of works. This is the garment for the priest. You're still saved. You're still a son and daughter of the Father. But if you're wearing the wool, you sweat a lot. You know what I mean? There are prayers that sound like you're begging and sweating, and that's okay. He still hears, and he'll still answer. But you're getting hot about it when you don't need to. And the linen garments are light, and they're airy. And their garments of rest, because you know, Father loves me. The blood of Jesus makes me white. And I have on garments of linen. And by the way, the armor of God fits easily over linen. If you try to put the armor of God over wool clothes in the natural, it doesn't close, it doesn't fit, and you have a lot of open doors for enemy arrows. I'm going to ask um, Joy and Chad and Shelley and Kaya if you would pass out communion, pretty please. And as they're passing it out, I just want to read a scripture to you. It 
It's in Ephesians. And if you'll just hold communion, we'll take it together. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as the Father chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus, according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of grace which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, in heaven and things on earth. And in him, we have obtained an inheritance. This is the month of the Father. You can gain a fresh revelation of the Father at any time. But according to God's calendar, he knows how to keep us balanced and growing in him. And so he has a focus. And this is the month of Av that is that focus. When he says, may I come and reveal myself to you as your father in a realm that you have not known before. And it is by the blood of Jesus Christ, it is written, that we draw near to the throne of the Father. Jesus, this is your body that you broke for us. It was the body that was to heal our body of every sickness and every disease, of every memory, of everything, in our soul and in our body that would put an obstacle course to you and the Father and the Spirit. So by the power of your body and in the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority over everything in us, and any and everything that hinders us from receiving the love of the Father, we bind it with cords dipped in the blood, and we command it to be uprooted and to leave us. We command mental strongholds to crumble. We command the child inside to be free, and free to know the love of the Father. And it is by your body that we receive your love, Father, for us, and we receive your love for our brothers and sisters, that the whole family 
may love. This is the body of Christ. This is the blood of the new covenant. The blood that says you're in the family and nothing can nullify that. This is the blood that made you a son and daughter. This is the blood that says you can come before the throne and know the Father intimately and the Son and the Spirit. This is the blood that says you can live as a citizen of heaven. This is the blood that says the things of this world do not have to touch you. And this is the blood that says it's not of your works. It's not your failure and it's not your success. It's not your fault, but it's not to your acclaim. It is by grace. You're saying, I desire this, Lord, by your grace, the blood. I want to pray, and then I just really feel like the Father wants to meet you during worship. We're going to go back into worship, okay? Invite him. Invite him. Would you stand, please? Father, we know that Human words cannot begin to touch the magnitude of your love and who you are. So I just come, Father, and, and say, would you pretty please let your Holy Spirit empower us to feel the presence of the Father come upon us as we worship. Let your presence saturate our soul. Come and be sovereign. And let your heart's desires for us be fulfilled.